Welcome to podcast number 192 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. The title of today's podcast is How to Have Faith for Trials. Now that doesn't mean you're always going to have trials, but we do have a lot of trials in our life. And my prayer for you in this podcast, particularly this podcast, is to help show you how to develop an understanding of how God wants us to deal with the trials that come up in life. I've had a lot of trials in my own life dealing with health issues and sickness and cancers and things of that nature. Within When I served in the military, that's a whole different story on trials. But I know that our God is faithful, and I know that our God has a plan to help us when we face all kinds of trials. So let's pray before we get into today's podcast. Father, I thank you once again for the opportunity that you give us each and every week to come together, to look at your word, to read your word, to study your word, to pray about your word, and see how your word can guide and direct our steps. So today now I pray that as we read your word, as we get into the story of Job, that you will help us to understand exactly how we can learn from it and what we can do in our life because of our understanding of how you took care of the issues with Job. I pray now the Holy Spirit would come in and take charge, take control of this whole podcast, and I'll be careful to give you the praise for it. I pray anointing would come down upon those who are listening in, and they would receive something very special today, and I'll give you praise for it in advance, Lord, for I ask these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know, we've done several podcasts on faith. And in prior months, I've done series on faith. One was entitled Faith for Miracles. That impressed me and impacted me so greatly that I'm in the midst of putting a book together entitled Faith for Miracles because I believe people need to understand that God is still in the miracle working business today and that we can have the faith to see those miracles come forth. And so I did that series and I was, thought it was a real blessing and I was so thankful to have that opportunity. And now a book is coming together that I believe will help many people over the next decades and I give you praise for it right now, Father. So I pray that in this podcast today that we would understand that you're a very present help in times of trouble. That's found in Psalm 46. And I use that scripture a lot when something that that I face is difficult. Now, I don't want you to think that I face constant trials all of my life and that's all we're going to deal with. There's a lot of times where we're at joy, we're at peace, we're we're living that abundant life, we're living that quality Christian life that God talks about. And quite frankly, most of my life is filled with the blessings of the Lord. I've got a wonderful wife. I've got incredible grandkids. We have two children that are just wonderfully serving God with all their heart. So I'm a blessed man and I know that God loves me as he loves you. But I want to help us to understand that that love that he has for us has a package included with it, and that is the gift of faith. God wants to bless us in a way to have faith to deal with all the challenges of life. So with that, I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you kind of a question that's a little bit maybe secret on your part, but a question about your faith. Are you content in your level of faith? If you were to rate your level of faith on a scale of 1 to 10, would your faith be a 10? being the best, or a one, which would be the lowest? Do you believe that you have little or great faith? Is your faith ready to face the challenges of life? I realize this line of questioning is a little difficult to answer. If we say we have great faith, does that mean we are arrogant or have a big ego? I don't believe that it means that at all, because our faith is not in what we have. Our faith is in who we serve. If we say we have little faith, does that mean that we are weak Christians? Well, I don't think that's true at all. Matter of fact, in a podcast a couple of weeks ago, talked about how important little faith is that Jesus says if you have little faith, little tiny faith, as small as a mustard seed, you can tell that mountain to be removed and it'll be 
it'll be removed. Now, that means the challenges of life, not necessarily a mountain that's over there, but if God wants to move a mountain, he certainly has the ability to do that. Well, the answer to all of my questions I've given you can be summed up in one statement. The strength in our faith depends on our reliance on God's word. Listen to that. I got to say it again because sometimes I talk a little fast. Now, let's slow that down. The strength in our faith depends on our reliance on God's word. Every issue about faith is explained and examined and researched when we look at God's word. Every single example that we would need for faith is described in the word of God. Now we see the faith of Job, a man who, well, I'll read about it in just a little bit, a man who had great life, an amazing life, went through horrendous trials and problems, and God blessed him in the end and restored him even greater than he was at the beginning of time. When we read about Job, some people don't want to hear about it. They want to hear, don't want to hear about his life story, but there's a lot to be learned in our walk of faith as we are Christians following God's direction, God's instructions for us, and his purpose for our life. So we see faith in Job before before he had run into his problems, during his problems, and then after his trials. The Bible presents Job's life as being great, absolutely overall great, even in the midst of his trials. He was successful, wealthy, and had a great family and a lot of friends. Let's see what God had to say about Job before all the trials that Job went through. It's found in the book of Job, chapter 1 and verse 1 in the New Living Translation. Let me read this to you. There once was a man named Job who lived in the land of Uz, Uz. He was blameless, listen to that, a man of complete integrity. Wow, that's powerful. He feared God and stayed away from evil. Then it goes into talking about that he had seven sons and three daughters and he owned 7,000 sheep and 3,000 camels and 500 teams of oxen and 500 female donkeys. I'm not sure what that means, but evidently he was prospering in those areas. He also had many servants. He was in fact, listen to this, the richest person in that entire area. Now, we're talking about a man that had what we would call today the good life. The man had everything that you could ever imagine in life. He had success. He had friends. He had all the money that he would ever need. He was the richest man in his area and God was blessing him. But then something happened in his life that changed everything for Job. You see, God allowed Satan to attack Job and Job lost what the world would call everything. But even though Job lost his wealth, his family, his friends, he never ever said that he had lost everything. He did say at one time, I kind of wish I hadn't been born, but that's human nature. But you see, he did not turn his back on God. He said in the middle of all this, he said it in Job 13, 15, in the midst of all his trials, he said, if God will slay me, I'm still going to trust him. That was Job. Now, that reminds me of a story that I have with people who come into my office when it comes to thinking that people have said that they've lost everything. Reminds me of when people would come in to have an appointment and talk about their challenges and the trials that they were going through. And they would tell me that they had lost everything. They had lost their houses, their cars, their marriage, and all this. And they'd say, they just sum it up by saying, Pastor, I've just lost everything. And I'd look at them for a second and I'd say, well, let me ask you a question then. So that means you lost your salvation because that is everything. And they would look at me and say, no, I didn't lose my salvation. Well, I agree with them. They didn't lose their salvation just because they're going through trouble. But they said they had lost everything. And if everything that we have is only listed in the place of possessions and money and a beautiful family and children and all this good and possessions and all that, and we call that everything, then we really have nothing because none of that will go into eternity with us. 
Everything that we have is our relationship with Jesus Christ. Salvation is everything. So don't allow that thought to get into your mind. If you're going through a difficult time, a bankruptcy or a divorce or something terrible that happens in your life, please, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you should never say this, that you have lost everything because everything is in having a right relationship with our God. So let's get into the story now of Job, spend a little time there and see how he went through the trials. And boy, they were big. And I'm going to read a lot of this today because I think it's the only way that I can express how we can have faith for trials because that's the title of this particular podcast. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. I'm reading out of the book of Job chapter 1 and I finished reading where it said that he was the richest person in the entire area. That was verse number 3 in chapter 1. So in chapter 1 verse number 5 it says his, this right here. He would get up early in the morning and offer a burnt offering for each of his children. For Job said to himself, perhaps my children have sinned and have cursed God in their hearts. To see this was Job's regular practice. Now, that's a man of God. That was a man who was trusting God, believing in God. He had all that wealth and he had all the things that he had going. But more importantly, and we'll find out that's the case, that he had a right relationship with God and he had faith to go through his trials. Now, as we get into the book of Job chapter 1 verse 6, we start talking about Job's first test. This is the test that came upon him. See, Satan had a conversation with God. Satan said to the Lord, I have been patrolling the earth, watching everything that's going on. Then in verse 8 it says, then the Lord asked Satan, have you noticed my servant Job? He is the finest man in all the earth. He is blameless, a man of complete integrity. He fears God and stays away from evil. Now, wouldn't that be amazing if God was saying those things about us, that you are blameless and you're a man or a woman of complete integrity and that you fear God and that you stay away from evil? Now, can you imagine God would be saying those things about us? Well, he does and can say those things about us if we live a godly life and a righteous life because we do that begins when we start our relationship with God through our surrender to Jesus Christ and receiving him as our Lord and Savior. So now Satan replies here to, to God. He says in verse 9, Satan replies, he says, yes, but Job has good reason to fear God. You have always put a wall of protection around him and his home and his property. You have made him prosper in everything he does. Look how rich he is. Now let's stop right there. If we are looking for prosperity in our life, we need to have faith for that, correct? If we want to have a good life, we need to have faith to have a good life. We need to have faith and trust in God to bring and help us with living a good life. We must listen to the Word of God and follow the instructions in God's manual, that's the Bible, telling us how to live the right life and a righteous life and a godly life and how we then can line up to receive the blessings of the Lord. Well, Job was already doing that. But Satan said, He's, this guy's got it all. So God, no wonder he loves you. You've made him prosperous and everything. And it says, look how rich he is, but reach out and take everything he has and he will surely curse you to your face. Interesting that the word everything comes up there. That word everything is so important when we understand the trials that we face and the faith that we have. The trials that we face every single day will test us and that's going to happen. And the trial might be little. It might be getting on your laptop and something's not working. It might be using your phone and something's not working. That happened to me this morning. I was trying to put this this podcast together and get my notes together and get ready for this. And so I was looking up something and my computer was driving me absolutely crazy. It was every time I pressed a button to do what I wanted, it did something else. Now I know it was all me because I guess they 
say, what garbage in and garbage out, but I was having a terrible time with my laptop. Then I got on my cell phone because there's some things that I wanted to do there, but I discovered that I didn't understand my phone because I bought a new phone two days ago. The one that I had went out. Finally, after about six years, it just kind of, I guess, died, rolled over and died on me, and I lost a lot of information in it. This new phone now, I'm going through a learning curve. And it's very tedious. It's a trial. Now, it's not life and death, but it is very frustrating. And I'm trying to get ready to put a podcast together, trying to bring you a message on faith. And I'm struggling with my faith to try and work with my laptop and this cell phone that I've got right now. Well, I've overcome that now. And uh, so those things are not going to be a problem for me as we move on to this podcast today and in this lesson. Let's get back to Satan now. He says, but reach out to him. He's telling God now, but reach out and take away everything he has and he will surely curse you to your face. Now, if we lose everything that we have, do we get mad at God? Do we turn on him? Does our faith weaken to the point that we argue with God? I hear a lot of pastors saying, how many out there have gotten mad at God and want to fight with him or argue with him? Many people raise their hand and the pastor will say sometimes, yeah, that's me, I do too. Well, I'll be honest. Now, I'm not a perfect person. person, this incredible godly man that does everything right all the time. And I certainly don't have the same qualities that Job had in the early phase of his life that he just did everything perfect before God. But I can tell you this, I've never argued with God. I've never gotten mad at him. And I've faced some horrible trials. On three different occasions, I've had cancer diagnoses that could have taken my life. And I'm currently being treated for multiple myeloma, bone marrow cancer, where there is no cure. But seven years ago, I was told that maybe I only had six months to live. So my faith is not in my medicine, not in my doctor. My faith is in my God, who's kept me alive. And yes, I am facing trials. But I don't think it's going to do me any good to argue with God or get mad at God. So maybe we ought to just pass on that idea of arguing with God or getting mad with him because it's certainly not going to change who God is. Let's move on to verse number 12 in chapter 1, New Living Translation in the book of Job. So the Lord says to Satan, and this is a little surprising, he says, all right, you may test him. The Lord said to Satan, do whatever you want with everything he possesses and don't harm him physically. He says, but don't do that. Don't you dare harm him physically. So Satan left the Lord's presence. Now that's heavy. When I read that, I think, Lord, wow. So if you live a godly life, then we're still going to have trials and tests? Yes. The Bible says in several places it refers to it refers to Christians, good people and bad people going through trials. The, the Bible says that rains fall on the just and the unjust. That the rains, that means the challenges of life, will fall on the just and the unjust. And those who have great faith, there's still going to be trials. Those that don't have great faith, they're still going to have trials. Those that have little faith, the trials will come. So God knows that's what our situation is. But here's a story of a man who had it all, everything was going great, And then all of a sudden the trials hit. So let's move on and see what some of these trials were because they are really, really heavy. In verse 15, it says, the Sabaeans raided the country where Job lived in his family. It says they stole all the animals and killed all the farmlands. And it says this man was given this story to Job and says, I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. So his sons and daughters were out there in this house and plowing the fields and all this. And then all of a sudden all this happened. In verse 16, it says, while this man was still speaking, another messenger arrived to Job with this news. The fire of God has fallen from heaven and burned up your sheep and all the shepherds. I am the only one who escaped to tell you. Now, it's interesting they say the fire of God has fallen from heaven. They didn't know any better than to say that. Does that mean that God was sending down fire to burn Job? I don't think so. I think that Satan does what he can do to try and destroy us. You know, things happen in life. Accidents happen. Injuries happen. And many times that's an act of Satan himself. 
And we also understand that God allows things to happen in our life. I don't understand all the reasons why God allows all things to happen to us. I don't understand why I had to experience several major battles with cancer and other issues and kidney failure and those things. But all I do know that everything works for good through those who love the Lord are called according to his purpose. That's in Romans 8, 28. And so I'm standing on that promise. And my faith is carrying me through because of God's word to go through these challenges I face in life. Let's go on to verse 17. And while this guy was still speaking to Job, a third messenger arrived with this news. Three bands of Chaldean raiders have stolen your camels and killed your servants. I am the only one who escaped to you. I mean, this thing just is good going on and on and on. You thought you woke up today and had problems. I thought I had problems when my laptop was in trouble and my cell phone was acting up. But look what was happening to Job. Verse 18, while this man was still speaking, another messenger arrived with this news. Your sons and daughters were feasting in their oldest brother's home. Suddenly a powerful wind swept in from the wilderness and hit the house on all sides. The house collapsed and all your children are dead. I am the only one who escaped to tell you. Now, I'm telling you, if it wasn't for bad luck, he'd have no luck at all. And of course, it has nothing to do with luck because I don't believe luck has anything to do with followers of Christ. But everything bad that could happen is happening here. But the word everything is really just stuff and things that are here. Now, I believe his children were all right with God. So now they're spending eternity in heaven and the animals, they just come and go and the land comes and go and possessions come and go. But the fact of the matter is, is that everything that Job had was not in that stuff. It was in his relationship with God. So listen to verse 20, what Job has to say. Job stood up and tore his robe in grief. Sure, he, sure he did. He was upset. Not at, mad at God. He just simply was upset. Then he shaved his head and fell to the ground to worship. Did I read that right? You mean after hearing all that, everything that happened to him, he basically fell down on his face to worship God. And he said this, I came naked from my mother's womb, and I will be naked when I leave. The Lord gave me what I had, and the Lord has taken it away. Praise the name of the Lord. In all of this, Job did not sin by blaming God. That has to be one of the most powerful stories of a man of faith. A man who faced challenges like none of us will probably ever experience. And yet I know some of you out there have had some horrendous experiences. Some of you had your dearest loved ones die. I know my when my dad passed away, it was a really, really difficult thing for me. But he loved the Lord and he's in heaven and I'll see him again someday. And when my mom passed and I loved her and I know I'll see her in heaven someday. Those are difficult times. But look what Job went through. And then he said, basically, what he said was, I didn't have anything before I knew God because he said, I came naked into my mother's womb and I'll be naked when I leave. He said, basically, I didn't have anything when I was born and I'm not going to have anything when I die materialistically. That's what he's saying because his faith knew that it wasn't in his possessions that was important. He knew that everything of importance was his relationship with God. So we go on, if we could read a little bit more, let me just do that real quick. In chapter 2, Job continues on with his story. He says, Satan answered the Lord and basically said, I've been patrolling the earth, watching everything that's going on. He says, he basically shows up for a second time. and He says, and I want to continue to, to go after Job. The Lord asked Satan, have you noticed my servant Job? The same old thing that we read about earlier in chapter 1 is now in chapter 2. And God and Satan are having this conversation. And so Satan says, well, I want to take him out. I want to take Job out. And God says, well, he's blameless, a man of complete integrity. He fears God and stays away from evil evil and he maintained his integrity even though you urged me to harm him without cause and see god allowed those harm those things to hit job and 
Like I said earlier, it's a little hard to understand that sometime other than the fact that all things do work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And as we go through the story of Job, we'll see an ending that is just amazing based on what Job went through, what he's gone through. And in your own life, if you stay faithful to God, no matter what you face and what trials that you have, your faith will only get stronger. Job's faith became stronger, not in his problems, not in the challenges that he had. Those were difficult, but his faith in God became stronger and stronger and stronger as he faced all these things. So now God and Satan are talking some more. And then in verse six, God says, all right, do with him as you please. Because Satan said, well, let me take away his health. And then I know that he'll curse you to your face, but, but spare his life. You can't take his life, but go ahead and do what you want to do. So Satan left the Lord's presence and he struck Job with terrible boils from head to toe. His wife said to Job, are you still trying to maintain your integrity? She said to Job, curse God and die. What a famous statement that is. Matter of fact, I've heard that preached by pulpits in pulpits all over this country and in some places in the world where pastors get up and they say, when you're going through challenges, look what Job's wife said, curse God and die. But Job replied with this, listen to this. Now all this stuff's going on. He's lost all his possession. Now he's even lost his health. His friends are turning on him and all things are going on. You talk like a foolish woman, he says. Should we accept only good things from the hand of God and never anything bad? So in all this, Job said nothing wrong, which means he didn't turn on God. He didn't get mad at God. He didn't get angry at God because he knew that wasn't going to do any good whatsoever. And the story goes on to talk about how Job had friends and they tried to help him, but then Job got very frustrated. And Job had a little talk that was has been noted a lot in many sermons. And he basically said, you know, it would have been better had I never been born than be born to see all this trouble in my life. And he says, I kind of wish that I'd never been born. I wish that my birth had been erased. So there's a lot of things that Job went through, but Job stayed faithful. Now, those of you who know the story of Job know that at the end of the story, when God restored Job, and Job then wound up with all the lands that he had and even more, and all that cattle that he had and even more, and all the possessions that he had, he had even more, and even more family and even more friends, he received more at the end than what he had at the beginning. And at the beginning, he was the richest man in the entire area. But God blessed Job because God was faithful to Job and Job was faithful to God and had faith to learn how to deal with his trials. And I guess to wrap up this teaching today, Job did not place his faith in his possessions. He did not place his possessions as what we would call everything because he knew his possessions were nothing. He said, I came with nothing and I'll leave with nothing. And that's going to happen to all of us. We all came onto this earth with nothing and we will leave with nothing. That's possessions. But we came onto this earth and we were quite frankful. We were born in sin. And everyone who's born, they're not born automatically a Christian. The only way that you can become a Christian is to give your life to Christ, to surrender your life to Christ and submit yourself totally and completely to the Lord Jesus. Ask for forgiveness of your sins and say, I'm sorry for the sins I've committed. I ask you to come into my heart, make me a new creation and I promise to serve you all the days of my life. When we make that commitment and it's real in our heart, that's when we receive the true everything, which is our faith in God. So when you go into trials, remember, it's your faith in God that'll carry you through. When you face all kinds of maybe physical problems, remember, it's your faith in God that'll carry you through. So I hope that this has been a blessing. I hope that this teaching has been helpful to you so that you'll receive, I mean, when you compare your life to Job, it's, it's, 
you'd say, well, it's not really apples and, and apples are the same comparison. It's like apples and oranges, which are opposites. And so the story in your life doesn't compare anything to the story in Joe's life, but it really does. And the reason that it does is because Joe stayed faithful and his faith was strong all the way through the challenges that he faced. Yes, he had problems. Yes, he was frustrated. Yes, he it said he tore his clothes, which means he got upset. He was very frustrated. But when he got frustrated, he bent down and worshiped God. Reminds me of the story of Stephen. He was a follower of Jesus Christ, and he was talking to the people in the community he was in and trying to explain to them that it's all about Jesus and it's all about a relationship with the Holy Spirit and with having a relationship with Jesus Christ and that Jesus is the Savior of the world. And it's recorded in the book of Acts chapter 7 and starting at verse 51. Let me read a couple of verses to you and look at another story of a man who was facing a great trial and he learned how to have faith through his trial. He says, you stubborn people, you are heathen at heart and death of to the truth. That's in chapter 7 verse 51. Must you forever resist the Holy Spirit? That's what your ancestors did, and so do you. Name one prophet your ancestors didn't persecute. They even killed the ones who predicted the coming of the righteous one, the Messiah, whom you betrayed and murdered. That's Jesus, of course. Verse 53, you deliberately disobeyed God's law, even though you received it from hands of angels. And in verse 54, the Jewish leaders were infuriated by Stephen's act accusations, and they shook their fists at him in rage. Verse 55, but Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed steadily into heaven and saw the glory of God, and he saw Jesus standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. Verse 56, and he told them, look, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. And verse 57 says this, then they, that's those who were after him, those were the what Stephen called the, the heathens, It says, then they put their hands over their ears and began shouting. They rushed at him and dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. His accusers took off their coats and laid them at the feet of a young man named Saul. That's interesting that that comes up. That's the apostle Paul. As they stoned him, stoned stoned Stephen, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He fell to his knees shouting, Lord, don't charge them with this sin and with that he died. There's another amazing story of by faith, how we can handle the trials and the challenges that we have. Now, I'll admit that I've given you two examples that are pretty heavy, the life of Job and the life of Stephen. But I can tell you, if you read that and you look at a person going through something difficult, I mean horrendously difficult, and how faithful they were and how they stayed true to God and how they learned to have faith during the trials that they were facing. So with that, I'm going to pray for you and ask the Holy Spirit to bless you and that you'll receive this message and through this that we will all gain our faith to be able to handle the trials in life. Heavenly Father, thank you once again for this opportunity, for this podcast. I even thank you for the challenges that hit me this morning when I was dealing with my laptop and my microphone and my cell phone and all these electronic gadgets, and I was getting frustrated, but I didn't want that frustration to interfere with this message on trials. My trials were tiny. They were little this morning, but Lord, I've had some great trials also, and I thank you for taking me through it. And I pray now that you would touch those who've listened in, that they would have faith now to deal with the trials of life, whether they're small or whether they're great. Sometimes a whole lot of small ones seem impossible, but Lord, nothing is impossible with you. You're our faith and you're our shield. You're our protector. And as Psalm 46 tells us, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation, verse one, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. 
Verse 2, So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. And it basically says that God is going to be there and he's going to be there to help us and to protect us and to keep us safe. And if we run into difficulties with physical issues or financial issues or marital issues or whatever it might be, that our faith will still be strong. Bless each one who've heard this teaching today and may their faith grow and prosper, Father. I'll give you praise for that in advance. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, like I say, I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. I'm looking forward to continuing this series on faith. The Lord has given me several new topics to deal with, and I believe that you're going to enjoy the next one. I'm going to talk about what does it mean to have faith to be saved? Now, you might say, oh, I know what that's all about. Well, I'm not so sure. So I'm excited about that because I believe the Word of God has given me Oh, teaching that I can bring to you, and I'm looking forward to the next podcast. If you'd like to know more about Quality Christian Living, this podcast series that we do, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com, and when you get there, you'll see a link to all the podcasts that I've done over the last, well, it's closing in on two years. In a couple of months, I'll have two years in, and once I, as you well know, today we did podcast number 192, and so there's a lot of different topics we've covered, and I believe there'll be a blessing to you. You can look them all up if you'll follow that link on my webpage, and you can see all the various topics that we've covered in the areas of prosperity and getting out of debt and having faith and walking in the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit and a plethora of topics that I think will bless you. In addition to that, my webpage also has a reference to a number of books that I've written on the topics of faith and finances, and I believe they'll be a blessing to you. If you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do that by going to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. So with that, I'm going to close this podcast with these words. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So until next time, I pray that God will richly bless you. And I thank you very much for listening in to the podcast entitled Quality Christian Living, Dealing with the Subject of Faith.